Welcome listeners to the Out There Business Podcast. In this podcast, you will hear interviews from business owners and founders discussing their successes, failures, and any key tips and advice they have in their sector of work. You will also hear personal development, mindset, and business advice to keep you and your business thriving. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey listeners, just a real quick one. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsor, Out There. So Out There is a new social business directory app in the UK that is targeting small to medium businesses and tradespeople straight to new customers and clients. Out There provides its business and customer users with a vast array of features to either get the businesses in the spotlight or get that customer the professional service they need. Out There have beauty salons, barbers, plumbers, electricians, cake makers, dog groomers, you name it out there have it out there also gives business support and educational content to all its business users so running a business does not have to be lonely or difficult anymore out there supports you in any way they can so with this podcast out there are giving businesses a one month free trial to build that trust and for you customer users it's totally free so Go download it on Apple and Android devices and check it out. It's a very exciting time for out there as they have tons of new features pumping out with a live booking system coming very soon. So now let's jump into the show. So welcome, John, to the Out There Business Podcast. You are the owner of Move Better, Run Better. Move Better, Run Better helps people achieve their running goals from marathon running, 10Ks, 5Ks, maybe even ultra running. You focus on helping people achieve their PBs and smash their running goals. You have personally run for Team GB, the Commonwealth Games, World and European Cross Country. You are finished in the top 20 at London and New York marathons. And you have run alongside some of the best runners in the world. I think this podcast has came at a brilliant time with everything what's going off at the moment because let's face it, more people are getting into running than ever before. With the gyms being closed, the outdoors is now our gym. I'm super excited to get this going. So, John, would you like to tell the listeners more about your business and your journey? Okay. Firstly, thank you very much, Alex, for having me on the Out, out There podcast. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing what comes up and chatting. Um, so, so yeah, so my business moved better, run better. It was kind of a classic case of turning passion into profession that I'd been a, an elite international distance runner for 15 years or so, um, from 5k up to, to the marathon and cross country. It was pretty much all I knew from the age of 17, 18 through to my early thirties. And when I was thinking about career and what to do for a, for a living, how to make money, I tried the job market a few times and not had too much success in that. And I thought, right, well, what do I know? What do I love? What am I good at? And that's running. It's uh, living and breathing it, helping all these people for, for, for so many years. So I decided to basically turn that into a business uh, and become a coach. Um, so now that's exactly what I do. I'm full time as a running coach, got my own business with that uh, and would basically help people improve their lives through running which is what I was able to do for all, for all of that time um, putting running into their lives helping them avoid injuries there's a massive mindset element that goes into running as well which hugely spills over to other areas in life um, so yeah that's basically the, the day job these days is, is helping people with that yeah that's perfect so 
like going off the topic where we could give people like, the best advice because like I said everyone is running at the moment the, the roads and everything else is at our gym so a big area what people struggle with is when they start getting maybe lactic acid so what can prevent lactic acid from coming into the in contact with them maybe yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a massive opportunity. A lot of people are coming into running now that have never done before. I've seen that now because, as you said, gyms are closed. Uh, sports clubs and facilities are all closed. So people were, were, were able to exercise. It's perfectly within the regulations and actually being encouraged. Um, so getting out, is, firstly, is fantastic for, for mental health and well-being just getting some fresh air as well. Mm. Um, but what I would say is if, if you are new to it, is just coming into it gradually like the enthusiasm is, is fantastic but not to go in there when you're taking your first steps into it like you're a seasoned veteran who's been doing it for years that just doing very short easy runs or combining for example run walk like if you're going to be out for 40 minutes maybe do um two minutes walk two minutes jog two minutes walk two minutes jog things like that and then the more you can do that get into a, a bit of a routine then it will just start to gradually become easier the more you the more you stick at it. Well, yeah, yeah. So what? So when people are prepping for these runs um, and they like to get in a good state of mind, yep. good food is always key, basically. Into the good nutrition's. If you're going out and eating loads of crap food, you're not you're not going to be in a good mental state, basically, going into a run. So what's probably the best sort of nutrition? Is it stay hydrated all the time? Is it salts? Yeah, firstly, hydration at this point because the weather has been—it's been really—it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, yes. But for some people coming into into running, that they may find that a little bit tough just because it's warmer. Um, so drinking tons of water, like I'll always say, just have a water bottle mm. alongside. Like I've got one sat here right now with me. Always have one. Just keep topping it up, taking mm. little sips throughout the day. And then as far as nutrition goes, common sense will take you ninety-nine percent of the way there. Um, there is no magic diet or anything like that. Basically, you, you should be able to, common sense can take you. Like if, if you know, for example, a, a meal that you've bunged in the oven, a pizza, for example, or something you've uh, got the ingredients yourself, you've cut them up, there's lots of different colors, which one's going to be more healthy for you? Take yeah. the common sense approach. Yeah. Um, so, so good, yeah, good, solid common sense nutrition as opposed to high fats, high carbs, low this, high that. You yeah. don't need to worry about that, especially if you're just getting into it for the first time. Yeah. And for people what run quite often yeah. or people what are just starting out, how important is rest? Because there's people what just go flat out every day is it for seven days and they think that's good. Is that good? Or do you think they should have quality rest, quality rest days? Yeah, m mixing it up. I mean, I, I even these days still like to take one rest day per week. But I might use that rest day to, to, I don't know, maybe go on a decent walk with the dogs or something. And yeah. I, I very much appreciate during this lockdown, people are wanting to get out every single day to do, just get out of the house. That's, that's fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say to go out and run, especially not hard every day. Like you may, you may want to run hard, harder a couple of times a week, maybe medium and then, then some easy days. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So with, um, the, giving the listeners as much advice as possible when I've been doing my uh, runs I've been doing a couple of 10k's a couple of 5k's and the last 10k I did uh, my calves got really tight 
sort of on the last two kilometers what what yeah. what's causes that how can i prevent that and number one could just be dehydration so the muscles can cramp up if they are not getting enough enough fluid in so that would be the first and most common easy one is just to drink more um and then secondly it just be could just be a case of them getting tightened up so what you might need to do is you could do a little bit of self-maintenance massage where you get your thumbs in there on your calves or if you've got a foam roller they're mm -hmm. quite good mm -hmm. if you haven't got a foam roller you can be a little bit inventive with something you may have in the house, like a uh, an aerosol can, like a, an air freshener or a deodorant can. I will warn, it's quite painful doing that, but it, it's like a rolling pin. Like it, it gets the, the knots and bumps out of your muscles and kind of smooths them out. Yeah, yeah. So with uh, another, another topic here, what a lot of people, a lot of runners, what I know face is shin splints. What's yep. the cause of shin splints? I've had them quite in the past when I was doing a bit of boxing I used to run quite a lot and there was points where I couldn't run so I had to go for cycles and I hated that because yeah. of these shin splints so what what could you say for the listeners for them that topic? that is very similar to what you said it's, it's tight calves is, is right. where a lot of that comes from um, so exactly that of foam rolling of getting the deodorant can in on the, in on the calves is one um, keeping your feet nicely stretched so big toe stretch against the wall that massively helps stretching out the muscles and tendons in the foot. Um, so it's yeah, very much linked to tight calves would be, which would yeah. be, be shin splints. How, how important, uh, very uh, like good shoes as well, because I've seen, I've run in vans before and, <laughs> and that's what probably caused my shin splints. As soon as I got some good quality shoes, yeah. the sort of the shin splints went and I, I felt a lot better. So how important is good shoes, good running Yeah, shoes. absolutely. You don't want to be going out running in a pair of Converse's or uh, no. a bit like skateboard shoes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so decent quality trainers. Um, I mean, I, I know in normal circumstances, I would say get yourself to a running shop and get fitted. At this precise point, that's difficult. So um, just doing what you're best to make sure your, your shoes aren't completely knackered and got holes in them. If you find a pair of shoes that you like, then I would recommend just basically staying in those shoes time and time again. So yeah. I, I've run in the same shoes for 18 years. Right. Not, not literally the same pair, <laughs> yeah. um, but the same, the same make and model yes, for 18, yeah. 18 years. I've not, because I haven't needed to, because I, I like them, they, they work well. So I've just yeah. kept, kept getting them every time they've been re-released and every time I've needed a pair. Yeah, perfect. That's brilliant. I think that... that raises a lot of uh, awareness for the, the more or less the key tips what people face so that's yeah. brilliant but get out there enjoy it that, that's the, the yeah, big thing it's, that's the it's, main gonna, it's thing. gonna help you in your life it's gonna if, if you've got you kind of have cabin fever you're in with your partner you're working from home you're homeschooling your kids this yeah. could be the only time you get to get out and, and be by yourself so definitely I really and, recommend trying it and for me running is sort of like my meditation i can't mm. meditate but when say I'm a little bit stressed or I just want to clear my mind, a good run is just the perfect thing for me. I can go for a run and everything's just clear. I can get in a little zone. And I think that's brilliant for a lot of people to be fair. Absolutely. It's brilliant. So in the, in the introduction, um, I was mentioning about that you've ran for team GB, the Commonwealth. Um, so when, when did you reach that point in your running career? Was it quite, like, was it, how can I explain this? 
was it when you first started running you knew this is it this is what I want to do this is where this is where I want to go or did you just fall into that so so my my story of getting into running was when I was a kid my brother was the superstar he, he was anything we did it was my younger brother Richard is a superstar Richard you're so talented Richard you're so wonderful so there's me thinking well why why is nobody recognizing me like why am I not good at anything so I was desperate to, to find something that I could do something that I could be good at that I could get attention and recognition in um, so my first steps into the sport was uh, I entered the Great South Run which is a, a 10 mile road race uh, down in Portsmouth near where I'm from and I, I set myself a, an arbitrary target I wanted to break 60 minutes for 10 miles um, nice round number easy maths uh, so that was my target. I had no idea what I was doing. 16 years old, there was all these men in short shorts looking serious, uh, and just just this naive kid in there. Um, but basically, 59 and a half minutes later, I'm coming down that seafront in in South Sea, the huge big finishing area, massive crowds, and that. It, firstly, it felt amazing, like just the yeah. uh, the noise and, the, and everything. Um, and then when I crossed that line, I, I still didn't know too much about it. I'd broken the 60-minute target, 59.30, I'd run that. But then I, later I found the results that I'd finished in 75th position as an untrained 16-year-old, and there were 10,000 people in the race. Wow. So that spoke to me to say, actually, John, you could be quite good at this. Yes. Um, so I took it from there and, and just gradually got into things a little bit more. Was initially, was a, it was a golfer. Golf was my sport before running, and the, the two kind of, flipped that, that running quickly became the main sport yeah. and it just gradually progressed from there and um, got into club running and then county running the huge break I got was getting a scholarship to go to America for three years when I was 21 when I was finishing up university so I went out on a scholarship to run in in University of Tulsa uh, where they just do things on a bigger scale in America um, much higher standard of competition great facilities great coaching big opportunities um, so really kicked on from there and that that was when I kind of made the leap up to international standard when I was 23 24 so that's it was, a, it was a fantastic opportunity and I love the, the kind of the journey it's taken me through and then ever since then yeah being able to run all over the world being on training camps racing in big events everywhere um, yeah I've loved it yeah what's been your favorite moment I have like Nothing can beat the buzz of winning a big race. Right. Like when, when you go to a, a big city centre race and there's a, there's a massive field, like five, 10,000 people in, in, the, in the race, and I'm still on the start line thinking, these guys are playing to my tune. I'm going out hard here and I'm going to punish this. Yeah. Mm. That is it's a wonderful feeling when you get that kind of sense of control, confidence in your abilities. And, and then they're able to execute it as planned. So that probably is for me is, is the biggest buzz is, is the big city centre races, huge crowds. And then on the occasions when I've been able to, fortunate enough to win some of those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mindset must be a massive part. If you're running these world-class races and you're winning, mindset, it must be big in your, in, with you, basically. So how, how do you put yourself in a good mindset? Is it something that you've always found easy or is it, do you listen to motivational stuff? Do you read books or do, are you just that dialed in and focused that you want to win that race? Um, 
to be honest, I, I, that's probably one of the things, the stuff I've learned in recent years from going through the self-development world in business. I wish I'd known a lot of this stuff 10, 15 years ago when I was younger competing. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. The, the mindset side is, is huge. And it's, it's okay to be nervous when you're, when you're stood on the start line. Like if, if you're not, you would question why are you there? Cause you, it clearly yeah. doesn't mean anything or you don't care. Um, so I've always kind of thrived off of those, those big moments. And so obviously like, like in anything in life, there's going to be a lots of ups and downs. Mm. Like, yeah, you get those huge big race wins, but there are also times when I'm on my own miles away from home and a big out and back run that's gone horribly wrong. And mm. I'm stood on the side or thousands away, miles away from home on a training camp and I'm running terribly and I'm thinking, what on earth am I doing? It's the ability to bounce back from those. Yes. Yeah. That's what determines how you are in the long term. Yes. Yeah. So have, have you done any ultra running before? Is it marathons? Is it more 10Ks, 5Ks? What's, what's your probably base of running? Um, so initially it was always 5K, 10K. Yeah. That was my bread and butter. That's what I, I love the feeling of running fast, sub three minute Ks of absolutely hammering it for 15 minutes or half an hour. Wow. I went up to the marathon, uh, ran, ran solidly in the marathon, ran 2.16 at London. Uh, was was second Brit that year um, and top 20 overall and then but I actually came back down to 5k and 10k Mm. a couple of years later just that the marathon mindset like I like racing you obviously can't do it as much with with the marathon I love coaching marathons that's my favorite area to coach but as far as my own running I love the 5k 10k what's your pb for the five and ten so for, for 5k on the track it's 13 minutes 42 wow and 14.02 on the roads. And then for, for 10,000 metres, 28.32 on the track. And then 29.11 on the road. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I think my PB's 19 minutes 38. And, and that was going hard. Yeah, that's uh, good running. That's sub, when my... Sub 4-minute Ks? Yes, yeah. That's when my calves really pumped up big time okay. last time I did it. Um, so that's something to focus. I think I could have maybe done it faster, but going off the last two Ks, my calves were really tightening yeah. up. So I think if, like I said, from your tips, stay hydrated, do some stretches, I think I can beat that. Definitely. So what hurdles have you faced in running? Have you had any injuries or have you always been, have you always done the, the, the right exercises, the right stretches to prevent you from getting these injuries? There's been injuries. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a strange one. So I've only, I've never had a bone injury or stress fracture, shin splints, never had any of that. I've had a few Achilles injuries and there has been one or two annoying times. Like for example, when I've uh, been out to Kenya for a month to train and got myself in great shape, ready for the London marathon and then come back and got injured on the Achilles like a, in the, in the month after so that there has been a few but on the whole do you know what for the amount of time i've been running and the amount of miles i've picked from your legs i can't complain too badly that there's there's been many athletes have had a lot worse yeah. than I've had. so I've, yeah i've always tried to listen to my body and, and take good care of my health and, mm-hmm. and re- respect it when i've trained hard to take some downtime every yeah. year mm-hmm. so i've not been too bad uh, at this point yeah yeah what's been your favorite race so far there's that's a tough one because i've done so many i think certainly in, in very recent times 
winning the Bladen race up in northeastern Newcastle, that was a, a really special one. Uh, that the Bladen race is it's a famous Geordie event. It's on the 9th of June every year. There's a famous song about it that Newcastle fans always sing. And they're very protective that, that people from the northeast, that Geordies, they want them to win the race. <laughs> I came up as a southerner, uh, <laughs> took that famous trophy away with, uh, with me. Um, and it was a quite a dramatic finish as well with some of the other guys. Yeah. So in, in recent memory, that's, that's been one. Um, there were a, a few others. Another one that stands out in America was uh, across country. So our, our, the, the team I ran for, the conference meet we were in, our rival school, a place called El Paso, UTEP, their team was entirely made up of Kenyan athletes because right. this, this place, El Paso in America, it's not the most desirable place. They couldn't get Americans to go there. So they were all Kenyans. And my first year there in this conference meet, they went first, second, third, fourth and fifth. And I was sixth. So they completely wow. uh, wiped the floor us. I made friends with them and then went down. They invited me down to El Paso to go and train with them which I did, made, made friends with them, learned from them, studied them, kept up with them. And then the following year went back to this conference meet. I got the one this time. They went two, three, four, five. And then my oh. teammates who all laughed saying, John, what on earth are you doing going to our passive train with these guys? They still got the five, six, seven. So I managed to beat all of them. That, wow. that was a, I love that. That was a, a real special moment as well. That's crazy. So what, what separates the, the, the top runners from say the the middle so what how what separates you all basically um i mean at the, the very top is it probably does come down a lot to mindset right of guys knowing that they're good and knowing how to get in shape and, and some of the best guys i've raced andy vernon is, is a classic example one of the best british runners of the last decade uh, you can be training with him he's not necessarily showing a huge amount of form. You think, oh, he's not in great shape. But then when the race comes around, yeah. certainly the, even the smaller races, he may not be that good. But when a, a trial race or a big championship comes around, he just almost flicks a switch in his head and, and is able to turn it on when you would have thought, how on earth is he able to do that? And that, yeah. that's what I've seen from, from a lot of the, the, the top guys. that They are able to do that. Mm. So it's just like flick the switch, it's game time, basically. When, when they need to be, yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy how they can just turn it up like that. Yeah, but then, of, of course, you've got the everyday qualities, which, like the, the dedication, the consistency, the getting up when you're not up for it, mm. um, the bouncing back from the bad days, from the injuries. Like, but I suppose all the top guys are able to do that. Yes, yeah. It's just being relentless, isn't it? Yeah. But speaking about relentless, there's a book what I've uh, recently read called Relentless from Tim Grover. Oh, that's good, but the black black book, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I've got it, got it on here somewhere, and on my bookshelf. And yeah, that's really it's talking about the cleaners and all different types of yeah. different sports people. It's an absolutely fantastic book if you're in sport. I'd, yeah, that is I'd good. I recommend that book definitely. So, what advice would you give to someone starting out in the running careers? So, Getting in their running career, do you mean as, as an athlete or as someone who's yes. just trying to do so, it? Yes, so if I'm an athlete now and I want to be at the top of my game, I want to be running for Team GB, okay. I want to be running for the Commonwealth, what advice would you give to someone? Get the best coaching you can possibly find. Right. I would, I would say that. Um, so that has to be somebody who's either done what you're trying to do or somebody who's helped others do what you're trying to do. 
so there is actual social proof of it in, in one way or another. Um, like my, my coach over the last few years, he hasn't been an elite athlete, but he's helped other people who have been at the very top of their game. So I've got complete trust and faith in him. Um, so, so that is, is number one, is get the best coaching you can, can get. Um, try and learn from as many good athletes as possible as well. So get around, especially if you're a young athlete. When I was young, when I was getting into it, I, I was able to find older athletes to act. They were role models, they were mentors. Mm. You could pick their brains. Um, that would be another thing. And, and keep it fun. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a huge thing because if you let that grind get to you too much and the enjoyment goes, you, you won't want to do it. So no. keeping it fun, doing events that, that you want to do, like some people love cross country, some people hate cross country, some people love track, like do stuff that is going gonna, is gonna to keep the spark alive. Yeah, you've got to love what you do basically to be in that right mindset. If you yeah. hate it, you can't get in that mindset of wanting to be the best. Exactly. Yeah. So with the next question, it's sort of relating to what you've already said kind of, but what's the most important thing you've learned in life as such at the moment? Um, I think it's probably being able to get over the, the ups and downs. Right. If, if you can't handle the, like, stuff is not going to go amazingly all the time. Like, for example, now, like this whole virus situation, that is going to cause troubles for people like there's, there's no two ways about it but it, you have to be able to to accept that to learn how to deal with it and to move on and that's I would say that in, in anything in life if you're a, a batsman in cricket and you're not scoring any runs you're gonna have to get over that or if your Definitely. business is, is your sales are down or something you're gonna have to get over that like it's mm-hmm. that is that's what separates the men from the boys is how do you yeah. handle things when things aren't going that well Definitely. It's how you sort of, it's how you react and how you overcome and how you adapt to different scenarios and situations. Yeah. I think that's the main thing what you have to do. Yeah. Do you fold, throw the towel in, complain? That's it. Justify or moan or do you knuckle down and say, right, what can I do? How do I get out of this? Yeah. I've recently listened to this uh, podcast and it, it was a really good analogy what I've listened to. And it was this guy called Dr. Phil and he was talking about how people are in situations like this can cause pain for people so the way he described it is if there was a red hot road and there was two paths each side and they both had like patches of grass to cool your feet and a lot of people will walk across that road and they'll stand in the middle of the road and it'll be burning their feet and they'll just stay there because they find it hard to keep going and you've got you've got to encounter more pain Mm. crossing over the road to get to the grass and he was saying there's a lot of people what are just standing in the middle of that road and burn down to the sort of to their ankles to the knees instead of going through that little bit of a pain barrier and getting across to that grass which can be where you need to be basically mm. and it was just quite powerful when i listened to him saying that right so who's who's your sort of biggest inspirations so you've been you've done so much you've achieved lots of great stuff so what what's motivating you what, who's your, who do you look up to? Is there any? There's been a, a lot of athletes I've learned from. I guess it would be hard to single down anyone in particular. I've had some amazing training partners. Um, I've had some fantastic coaches um, over the years in, in various different people. Uh, people have been influential over a, a long period of time. So I, I wouldn't probably not actually single 
one particular person out because there has been been so many and, and it's actually the same with since we're getting into the business we've had various different coaches uh, that have all added and, and helped us um, so I think it, it's just getting around as many people that are going to kind of light you up challenge you push you lift you the more you can do that you'll just find yourself in and amongst inspirational people mm. so hang around with positive people mm. yeah. Stay as positive as possible basically yeah positive people successful people people that aren't going to talk rubbish or yeah. uh, kind of pull you down you know like the, the the bucket of crabs that doesn't need a lid on it because a crab that tries to get out the other crabs just put it in like you, yeah. you don't want to be around those people no, uh, definitely. you want to be yeah, people that will challenge you push you if you motivate you and that's what i found being an elite sport there's loads of those people and then now with the business it's been exactly the same perfect what tools or books have you encountered in the past and what are really helping you so like books like relentless where it's getting into your head how you can be more achieve more um, any tools what you've used in the past it's hundreds of books um, I'm trying to think of some of the some of the recent ones I've read um, I, I tend to meet, read quite a nice mix of kind of the mindset books more practical books of sort of business strategy or even just athlete biographies um, what's some of the recent ones that I've read uh, how to be a badass by Jensen Siri that's good Peak Performance by Brad, um, Steve Magnus, that was good recently. Profit First, which is a, a nice business book. I've read mm, that recently. I've read that one. Really enjoyed that. Um, the 5AM Club and The Monkey Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. They, they were good books. Yeah, recently. I love that book. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, I can see traction on your bookshelf behind Yeah, them. yeah. Pretty much all of those ones on your bookshelf. <laughs> so, so, yeah, again, it's I, I will try and spend more time uh, on inspirational, informative, educational content than novels. And again, this is probably something I wish I'd done this more 10, mm. 15 years ago than, mm -hmm. than just in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think it's brilliant how you've turned your passion now into your own business. So with Move Better, Run Better, um, like you said, it's helping marathon runners achieve what they need to achieve. So how, how do you really break that down for people what are wanting to sort of get in contact with you yeah um so so pe people that we we end up working like running we we just basically use running as a as a vehicle to transform their lives in a, in a positive way i think probably when i was younger and i was just pure like athlete 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 i became a bit tunnel visioned and, and probably it was asleep a little bit to the more holistic approach that running can have and i guess it's since working with with other people I've become more aware of that, of just how important running can be on, on people's lives and what it brings to them. So we, we basically, for, for people that like to use running as an expression in their life, we help them facilitate that. Um, so putting running into their life in a way that they can, they can fit the training in and amongst their family, job, business, work, kids, social commitments, um, we help people with that. Uh, helping people avoid injuries as well, so they're actually able to to go out and put one foot in front of the other so there's a lot of injury prevention strength and conditioning side of things to help people stay physically strong and then as well the mindset we help people a lot with that uh, i've actually qualified as a mindset coach in the in the last couple of years nice. because i became so fascinated by it yeah 
so we're we're big into that now of, of helping people uh, in that respect so you put those three things together running that's done properly that's going to train them for the event avoiding injury and having a good mindset those three get that right and, and you really can be in a good place to, to do good things definitely I, I, I strongly believe mindset is the the number one factor in anything you do yeah absolutely I, I, i'm obsessed with mindset and personal development um, and i think that's how you get places nowadays you've got to be in that right mindset with everything what's going off you need to be bulletproof mm. to stand out basically so we've moved better run better what's your next steps would you say in business what would you like to do next that's it's a good question we, we we've been growing over the last couple of years uh, the business is now fully online uh, which is exciting we initially did stuff face to face in the community in Redford in Nottinghamshire where I am but now we're, we're fully online we've got a, uh, a good base of runners all over the world actually we've got good yeah. contingent in Dubai um, big UK people, uh, group from all over the country um, so it's, it's probably just growing that we've got several coaches helping out as well uh, yeah. people I've grown up and known in the sport over the years um, and they're doing a fantastic job um, so when races resume, uh, which yeah. hopefully is, is sooner rather than later, then it, we can be start to get adventurous and start to think of new things, maybe get training camps on, for example, gatherings, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I saw on the, on the social media, you was over in Dubai not so long ago yeah. before this happened. So what was you doing there? Did you have a couple of sort of clients there, what you was training, they were doing the marathons? Yeah, so, so we've got a, a nice group of clients in Dubai. Um, and because they, when you talk about mindset, the, the people out there, it, they tend to be people playing a bigger game in whatever walk of life they're into have got there in the first place because they're, they're, whether it be uh, bankers, lawyers, teachers, doctors, or whatever it is, something's bought that like, you have to have something about you just to go and relocate to another country. Um, like I did when I went to America as a youngster. Um, so we, we we picked up a, a couple there and they've enjoyed quite good success and then that's just gradually led to more coming on board so we we went out in january to to go and see some of them and then i went out again in february um to to visit some more as well and and actually uh, was at one of the big races there that they've got in the, in the season yeah which was really good fun i was i was going to go again in april uh, obviously that got, <laughs> but i'm looking forward to getting back out there at some point later this year hopefully yeah yeah, going uh, a little bit back from where we started at the beginning of this podcast is something which just popped into my head that the the famous, the wall in the marathon running, when you hit that wall, what is the wall? And how can how, what, how can you describe it? Is it something you've hit before? How can you overcome it? Is it mindset? Is it lactic acid? What is it? It's usually in a marathon is where that happens. And it's basically just when people run out of energy. Right. Um, so they are. It will typically happen at around the the twenty mile mark in the marathon. So if you're stood at the twenty mile mark at a marathon and you're watching people, you'll start to see it where the body just starts to shut down because the energy supplies are just completely depleted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you start cramping up and and just really, you can be going along absolutely fine, and then once that happens, there is no upper limit on just how much time you can lose, how badly wrong it goes. Um, so in terms of preventing that, uh, good fueling on race day is, is obviously key. So if you are going to run a marathon, making sure you're taking on energies, carbohydrates throughout, 
uh, and then the preparation in training is going to get you most of the way there. So the more you can train your body to be able to handle the big long runs, then you'll be going to be in a better position. And that, that's probably one of the reasons I stopped running marathons was I have, I have a huge engine, but I burn fuel really quickly. So I was getting to the second half of marathons. I wasn't hitting the wall, but I, my fuel was just kind of yeah. going down a little bit, um, which is why I went back to 10K, which where it's not so much of an issue. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I know it's quite a, quite a common thing with marathon running. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can I be a nasty experience. Yeah, and I think it probably causes a lot of people not to finish the marathon or can even cause health health issues. Maybe. Yeah, or not to run one. Like, they have a bad experience. Yeah. And that bad experience stays in their mind for months and it takes them ages to mentally, physically recover. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a pleasant experience. So the more you can do to avoid that ever happening, the better really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the people you're training now, would you like to get people at a very good level? Maybe do you th- are you aiming to get people who are training at a GB level or? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, we do have some very good runners. Uh, for example, we, we coached um, the, the first over 50 finisher at London Marathon last year. And he, he would have been in very likely to have had a good chance of defending that this year, had the race taken place. Um, so I'm not really, because I've been involved in the elite side for so long, I don't, it doesn't massively matter to me to not be coaching in there. Um, what I'm more interested in is, is having the right type of people with the attitude that they want to improve. Uh, like one of our best guys in terms of improvement, he's not necessarily the fastest runner, but a, a runner called Charles in Dubai, he ran a half an hour marathon PB last year. So he went from 3.39 to 3.09 wow. in a single race. But that was because he is so focused. He loves his self-development work. He completely buys into the training. And it's just a joy to work with. Mm. So does it matter that he's a, a three-hour marathon runner rather than a two-hours, two ten-minute run runner? Not really. It's, but he's a joy to work with because of his attitude. So that's more what I'm looking for yeah. than someone just be fast because you can get fast people who are a pain <laughs> yes yeah yeah i've probably been one over the years <laughs> so so uh, a question what i ask nearly well a question what i ask all the guests on the podcast yep. and it's if you could write one quote on a piece of paper to leave behind or one sentence what would it be trust yourself nice yeah it's quite quite simple. It's trust yourself. As long as you've done the work, mm. back yourself, and then things will be okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. trust the journey. Trust yourself yeah. Yeah. on that journey. Or back, you, probably back yourself. Let's let's change it to back yourself. Back yourself. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. When you're stood on that start line, how much you back yourself is going to be the one of the huge determining factors on of success or not. If I'm stood on the start line thinking, oh God, this race is a long way. Yeah. conditions are terrible oh he stood over there he's much faster than me you've lost before you even got got going yeah definitely whereas if you're like right come on then i'm up for this i mm. i'm gonna make this happen today yeah i'm gonna win this yeah a complete completely different outcome yeah you can more or less talk yourself out of the race before you even start yeah so back let's call it back yourself back yourself i think that's the main thing in all sports I think if you were, yeah. yeah, if you was a footballer going out to play football and it was like everyone's better than me, mm. everyone, even though you could be better than everyone else, you've already told yeah. yourself you're not there. 
Yeah. So it's just the I think just again the mindset. It's just how important the mindset is. So for the listeners what are listening right now, where can they find you? How can they contact you? What's your yep. name? Um, so we are uh, on Facebook a lot. Uh, Move better, run better is is our Facebook page. There's an Instagram page which Lily very much takes care of that. Um, and then our website is movebetterrunbetter.com. Perfect. I'll put all this in the description as well. Thank so you. So can all see this. You've been an absolute pleasure. And I think there's tons of value for all the listeners there. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for having me, Alex. No problem. I loved it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, people. Out there is currently looking for more business owners and founders to share their business and life stories to help and inspire others. If you'd like to be featured on the Out There podcast, please reach out to me by email. My email will be in the description below for you to find. The next episode will be released in just a few days, so please press the follow or hit the subscribe button to be notified. Have a great day, people, and thanks for listening. Thank you.